This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What up, what up, what up, what up? How you living? How you doing? The L-E-F-K-O-E man. Recording this on Thursday, March 5th, and I am with one half and sometimes one third of the Stick to Football podcast, Connor freaking Rogers. How are you? Good, man. I'm excited for this. Are Be- you wearing the Mets on purpose? Uh, Kind of. I mean, kind not really. It's spring fan? training, so a little bit. I mean, it's a strawberry jersey. I know you're a, is thro- it really? you're a throwbacks fan. I do. Yeah, and so. Daryl Strawberry is like, he's up there with, um, I love troubled athletes. And I like Kenyon Martin, like people that were, you're like, man, the 86 Mets. Yeah. That the entire team. team. I mean, you know what? We both are probably fans of Lenny Dykstra. Totally. Not what he's become. No, but what he was, what he was playing. Yeah. Uh, how, I mean, I know your draft 24, seven, Now that the combine is over, this is different though. Is, In what way? So it's my schedule. Like I feel like during the season, it's the travel's crazy, whatever. But now I get to this time of year and I have this impulse all the time that I need to watch a player at least every night. Like, I, you know, because people see sure. at the office and they're like, oh, you know, you're doing the show, you're doing this and that. But it's like after dinner, I need to check a player off the list or I get the anxiety buildup. of right. I'm not going to finish on time because it'll it'll it goes by fast. Once we get uh, about a week after the national championship, I go into the mode of like. Damn, I better know all these people at the senior right. bowl. Damn, I better know these people at the combine. Yes. And then it turns into two months of like, damn, I better know everyone that's getting picked at least rounds one through six, yes. hopefully round seven. Yeah, because the amount of draft picks is what? 300 and... No, two... Oh. Uh, 256 or something Right like around that? there. The compensatory, compensatory picks always picks throw me run. off. Yeah. So if 200 and let's say 60 players get drafted, you need to know how many to make sure that you know those 260. Well, last year we covered rounds one through five. So, if, and I, I did a, a top 160, but there, that's what I'm comfortable grading and stacking. Right. I would say I know, I would hope to know 300 players. A right. ton of them don't get picked. Right. The thing that helps me now is here I, I cover college football. Right. So there's players that were great college players that are seventh round picks. And it's like, oh no, I liked watching that yes, guy play. Yes. And you don't have to put your scouting hat on and be like, well, he ran a four seven three. Right. It's like, right. no, this guy at Michigan, you know, led the team in tackles every year and was a great team captain and hopefully he makes special teams. You get more of the potential guys first, second, third, yes. because that's what they're looking for at the NFL. And then sometimes four through seven, you get like the studs yep. 
that just don't have the athletic ability of the one through three guys. Totally. I had this conversation when I was at the NFL Combine. Uh, and that's I, what I want to hear about. I want to hear about the Of combine. course. So the first thing I did before I even did Stick to Football, I did the PFF podcast okay. with uh, Mike Renner and Austin Gale. They do their draft show. Yes. And I was telling them, I was like, man, we traveled all over this year. And I was like, there was guys like in the ACC that were going to be at the Senior Bowl. And I just waited till we got there to watch them. Like, I'm not going to allocate that time to watch an ACC team that won three or four games, hey, a player that's probably going, you know what I mean? Watch him cut and immediately know he doesn't have it. That, totally. So I think that's been different. I've gotten better at accepting, like, you can wait. You don't need to yes. be the first guy on Twitter all the time. Right. I'm much better at accepting that now. Um, what I want to do with you today is Lefko inventory, where I'm just going to fire questions. With my NBA schedule, I haven't been able to watch nearly enough draft content. I think I've seen what most people have seen on, on ESPN and stuff, where it's the like the the bet, you know, where is where is uh, this quarterback going to go and all that. Yep. But I want to do just like a deep dive. I'm just going to ask a lot of questions. Hell yeah! First, I want to kind of hear in Indianapolis at the combine. What were the big national takeaways? What were the big conversations that people were talking about first based on players? I think everybody's trying. It's a weird year, Lefko, where we're like so comfortable with who the number one pick is going to be, where nobody talks about Joe Burrow anymore. We, we stopped talking about Joe Burrow almost after. So he did all that well, media. the national championship game was incredible. That, and then he did media. I know I got to watch when he did this show. Yep. Really since the last Joe Burrow thing I really sat down and watched was the interview with you. And now it's like lay low. The Bengals are picking him number one overall. Yes. The coaching staff was calling his family to try to get him to come to the Senior Bowl. Wow. That's how, like, from the Bengals, because yeah, yeah. they coached at the Senior Bowl. That's how, you know, definite this thing has been for a and long there's time. There's no chance that this is a smokescreen. No, they're taking him. Uh, you I know, guess why do it? Why smokescreen? There's just no need. They really wanted that time with him at the Senior Bowl. But Joe had a long season, so you don't, you're number one pick. You don't need to go to the Senior Bowl. So... Your big takeaway is that the number one pick for the first time is just locked in. It's there's no debate, there's no trickery. There's right. no here's how I really knew this is a good one. In January, FanDuel, I live in New Jersey, so I could bet on whatever illegally up yeah. through the phone. FanDuel threw up like a a bet that's like number one pick in the NFL draft. And like Burrow was the leader, but two has started to get healthy, his odds started to go up. Eventually they just pulled it. They're like, oh, this isn't even a thing anymore. Right. So it was interesting that to his health is what people want to talk about. Okay. Which that conversation has gotten almost uh, viewed in the wrong direction. The conversation has been, you know, is Tua going to be healthy? And to me, that's not the conversation. The conversation no. to me is can Tua stay healthy? Right. Tua is going to come back from this hip injury. Tua is going to be in a training camp this summer. Sure. And there's going to be storylines on NFL Network, ESPN saying, Tua's looking like the guy that we thought would be the number one pick. Okay. I want to know if Tua, when he's hit, not like 15 times a year, yeah. which is, I think that was around in college, when he's hit like 50-plus times a year or whatever yeah. it's going to be, Especially if he can stay my, healthy. I keep saying Miami because that's where it feels like he's good. It feels like that. So that's my next talking point. Everyone's trying to figure out the quarterbacks right. after them, which is the Mel and Todd bet. Yeah. Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. When are they going to go? Some people are saying top five. Some people are saying top ten. I think that it, it's looked at. Like Jordan Love is looked at like this. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's not. But he's looked at like how Mahomes was looked at. Where there are teams in this draft that probably see Jordan Love maybe as high as the number two overall quarterback in this class mm. because he's got the strong arm, the athleticism. 
He's the, big. He's big. He's got the Daniel Jones uh, worst supporting cast in college football. Right. The Daniel Jones Josh Allen argument. He's got the same thing in Mahomes in terms of oh he played for a school that like they run an offense that probably helped him out a little bit. Yep. So that was his 2018 uh, where he had a phenomenal year. Coaching staff leaves this year. He was not good. Right. I think he threw 16 interceptions. Well, coaching so, matters. So people are trying to figure out who are the teams that are the Jordan Love teams mm. and what are they going to do to go up to get him. A lot of people keep, you know, circling with the Colts outside the top 10. I don't know if you sit there anymore, though, and wait for quarterbacks to fall. So that's the game this has become because we have Chase Young going in the top 10. We have these quarterbacks. So now everyone's like, how is this top 10 going to fill out? So it sounds, it seems like to me what you're saying is every year the draft, the quarterbacks sort of determine. It's it's like if you can figure out where the quarterbacks are going, then you fill in the blanks totally. everywhere else. Um let me just peel back a little bit. Joe Burrow, do you believe that he is the far and away bet number one pick? I think he's the far away number one pick. Now, if this would be a more interesting conversation. How many other position players would you put ahead of Joe Burrow in terms uh, of like ratings? So my big board right now is Chase Young, Joe Burrow. Okay, so he's number two. Yeah. And that means a lot. That means a lot. And it was not like that. Coming into the year, I thought he was like a third round, fourth round quarterback. And then when did you officially go, okay, I'm aboard? When we got back from the Alabama game, I was, and then we went to the SEC championship game, and I'm like, the SEC championship game against a great Georgia defense yes. was, he's out running linebackers, yeah. he's making throwing the ball down the field. His and poise just, is insane. Yeah, the best pocket feel I've seen in quite some time. His feet, he doesn't do a lot, but he does a lot. Totally. And as Warren Sharp loves to continue to retweet, he keeps both hands on the ball. I mean, Warren has tweeted that out like That's a great. million fucking times. Uh, so w- what are the things that he needs? Do you think he can come in right away? Because oh. the thing with somebody like his kind of energy, he has like that veteran energy already um, that we feel like you could play him right away. Easily. F- spent five years in college. I think the best thing for the Cincinnati thing with him is Jonah Williams like it's not talked about enough. No, it's it's they're going to be getting two first round picks and like one of them is going to be protecting the other. And you could almost argue that second round pick is really a first rounder. Oh, cuz it's 2-1. And this draft has players at the skill positions that they might need. That you know, they're not going to take a running back. They have Joe Mixon, but we'll see how the AJ Green situation plays out. I like Tyler Boyd. Do you Boyd. just draft Justin Jefferson? I I would. And then give him his wide receiver cuz he, he won't Green. be there anymore. Yeah. It was that kind of combine for Justin Jefferson. Okay, we're going to get into that second. So Joe Burrow definitely. Yep. Um so then it sounds like everyone is trying to figure out where the quarterbacks are going and then everyone gets to figure out their boards and kind of check team needs and all that stuff. Yep. Um, what position is this draft the best in and what position is this draft very light in? It sounds like it's the wide receiver draft. It's the best in wide receiver. Okay. It's not close. Um, I'll say How this. does this compare to... You're thinking of the Odell class? Yeah, what was that? 2013? 2014. 2014. I want to say. And that was incredible. It's, it, hard to, it's hard to say. It looks a little deeper. It looks a little deeper, but it's close. I think how, it's close. How many first-round caliber wide receivers do you have? I think five. I'm comfortable with five. And those are Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson, and T. Higgins. And then who's really close? Uh, Jalen Rager okay. from TCU, Speedster. Okay. K.J. Hamler from Penn State. Um, Denzel Mims from Baylor. Okay. And a guy that I just don't think he could stay healthy, but I love his play is LaVisca Chenault from Colorado. 
that's the guy that Kobe was like, I need you on the Eagles. Dude. And I want him on the Eagles because of Kobe. And he's going to fall now, so that might be what, an What option. happened to him? He just he, can't, he had a lot of injuries in college, and then he got hurt at the combine. Gotcha. He ran like a 4 or 5 nine or close to a 4-6 at the combine. It looks like he was hurt. Yeah. So now you're sitting there, and you're, but, I mean, first off, great background story, uh, really tough, and just a freak at, at athlete. He's like a running back playing wide receiver. This is what always cracks me up, though, is – I was talking to my friends, they're like, yeah, they're trying to trade Alshon. And I was like, there's no team in the NFL that's going to trade for Alshon no. Jeffrey when they're looking at their big board and they're seeing stud wide receivers up and down. This is the worst time of the year to trade people. Because right now, every team thinks they're going to get the players that they want in the draft. Always. But also the other thing that cracks me up is that everyone goes, it's a deep wide receiver draft. But from what you just told me, there's really five guys. So, so it's deep if you're in the top 15. Yes. And, but and if you're sitting yes. there at 25, you might not get any of them. No, and that happens to us with our mock drafts and stick to football all the time where I sit there it's and usually go, offensive linemen. Yes. Like, I feel like more offensive linemen get drafted early, and then the team at 24, I thought they were going to get Andre Dillard. It's over by 21. Exactly. Yeah. So this year is interesting because you asked that question, wide receivers actually deep. There's players on day two where I'm like, they'll be starting caliber players. I think with the draft sometimes, there's a lot of mix-up where – you just if a guy's not a star, you're like, oh, I'm over it. Yeah. But like having a really good number two or number three wide receiver from round three is phenomenal. Huge. And that class offers a million this class offers a million of them. Tackles very top heavy. You have, How many tackles are I like five. I think general media like six. Okay, what are what are the five and then who's the question mark for you? Uh, so I rank them Jedrick Wills from Alabama, number one, far and away. And he was left tackle. He played right because Tua was a lefty. Gotcha. So he is, how quality is he? Like really, really good. Like smooth in pass protection, great feet, good athlete, good balance, and just a mean MFer as a run blocker. You know, the only way that I'll know if he's good is if Belichick recommends, if Saban recommends him to Belichick. Yeah. That's really all and I care about. they have no about. shot at him. So, Well, no, it's just like they played the clip last year in that documentary on HBO, and Bill went to Saban was like, who should I watch? And he goes, Jonah Williams. And that was the only name he said. Yeah, he doesn't give about, them all. And so, okay, so Jedrick Willis is number one. Wills. Yep. Wills. And can he play either side? Yeah, he can. Okay. Yep. And you know what? In today's day and age, right tackles are Sometimes more important than left tackles. I looked this up yesterday. You know, uh, Lane Johnson, you know, obviously. Yeah, right tackle. He's, I think, the highest paid tackle per year in the NFL, and he's a right tackle. Yeah. So, but then so I watched the game. Conklin Von too. Miller's on the right side. Look, they move guys around. It's also, this is how the NFL works. Oh, the best players at left tackle. So then over the years, defenses started moving yes. the, the best pass rusher to right tackle. And you know what? It will eventually go back again. Yep. It's just like it's like a three year lifespan of certain takes. Yeah, the theory for a long time is that you give the right tackle the tight end help, but offenses are so different now. That's an old no. old viewpoint. All right, so Jedrick Wills. Tristan number- Tristan Wirfs. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the, the Louisville kid. No, I'm lower on him than Okay, most. so Tristan Wirfs, who is this? Iowa. Right tackle. But that's because Iowa has this thing where you can't replace a star. Like, the left tackle was already entrenched there, so they played him on the right. Right. Uh, he just blew up the combine. This dude ran like a four eight six. Oh, that was that kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumped through the roof. He'd Shit. be like the best tight end in this class if he wanted to be. It feels like that. Is it a weak tight end class? Yes. So is that the weakest position? It's up there. After Chase Young, Edge gets, gets pretty barren. Tight end? Uh, tight end is pretty barren. No, that's but after, what I, I asked. Tight no, end. Yeah, tight end is pretty weak. Okay. Oh, you were saying defensive but end edge, is weak too. Yeah, edge is also a little weak. Oh, shit. Not deep. It's not deep. Oh. So, 
Okay, here. You know what? We were talking. Let's finish out tackles. Sure. So it was Worf's from Iowa. Yep. When do you put this Louisville kid? Fourth, but really tie with three. And how big is he? Six seven, three sixty five. Why are you low on him? Because he's a little raw in pass pro. Where when he takes a true pass set, you know, you know how the Louisville yeah, yeah. offense could be. Yeah. When he takes a true pass set, he looks a little vulnerable at times. Specifically for me against counter moves. Oh, that's and scary. NFL guys can counter. They're yes. not college guys where they're one shot. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Now, I think I have a first-round grade on him, yeah. so I love him, but I would take the other guys instead of him. Who's at three? Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Okay. Yeah. And then at five? Uh, Josh Jones from Houston. Okay. And then who is the one that you don't have? Austin ever- Jackson from USC. Okay. It, what's, what's your issue with him? I mean, he j- he gets beat a lot, and, and I think... Uh, Play like, his, but he went to USC. He he did. Like Hopefully, in, Sam Darnold's not in the Jets here oh, about man. him. No, I think play strength is currently a little bit of an issue. He's he's like twenty years old, so everybody loves to use that. He's twenty, like he'll fix everything right. else. But I always look at it in the other way, like no, we don't really have a good picture painted of what he's going to be, and that's scouting is projecting. Yes, but I, I'm just not as comfortable taking him in the first round. All right, so uh, the thing that I just thought of when you said that the edge r- rushers are. Um, week. The first thing I thought about was the fact that Jacksonville is probably going to trade um, Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. And I thought about how much more the free agent edge guys are going to get in the free agent market Yep, because it's a weak draft class. So you're seeing a trend right now, right? So you're looking at the draft class and you go, okay, after Chase Young and Caleb on Chase on, it's not the best edge group. Right. And then you look at the free agent class and now you're seeing a trend. All these teams are tagging the players at edge because they know they'll be able to trade them. Matt Judon. Yes. Probably going to get tagged or getting tagged. Right. I mean, he's a nice player. He's not franchise tag caliber. Someone's going to give up a second rounder for him. Yannick Ngakwe, he'll get the Frank Clark deal last year. Mm. Uh, Shaq Barrett, they're going to keep. Yes. But, you know, they're not letting him in the market. What a year for Shaquille Barrett to have. Unbelievable. Not only, I mean, that was like Tony Romo getting $17 a year where it's like CBS needed to retain the rights and all that stuff, so it was like a perfect storm. Yeah. That's what it's going to be for Shaquille Barrett. Oh, he's going to, yeah. I mean, this is the first edge rusher Todd Bowles has had in God knows how long. You're right. All those years in the Jets, never he had, had nobody. One. And then he had Chandler Jones, I think, in Arizona. For right. I forget how long Chandler was there with him. Oh, so Yann, yeah, those guys are going to get paid. Pay, I mean, they'll get. I think uh, Yannick. Will, I could see Yannick getting a hundred million dollar deal, twenty million per five years. It is so sad to watch the Jaguars decompose. But you know why it's not sad? Because fuck the Jaguars, bro. We sat here. I sat here for sure in this room for years and said, get a fucking quarterback. Yep. Your window is getting shorter. And they said the defense will be fine and Blake is good enough. And that's what you get. Yep. And think about how close they came. That's what, you know what? And the thing is, is they did it despite him. That's not the cry. They did it in spite of him, I think. And, and it wasn't because of him. And that's a little bit, you know who I kind of feel like that is right now? The Tennessee Titans. Look, Ryan Tannehill played great. Yeah. He really did. But, like, sometimes the ball bounces your way. 
And you don't reward Blake Bortles with a $40 million contract and then like completely alienate the rest of your team and then look around the locker room and go, why is everybody upset? And the reason is because they had to carry that motherfucker the whole time. So the Jaguars right now going through a rebuild after they were that close to a Super Bowl, that's what you get. And the best part and about they're going to blame is, it all on Tom Coughlin. They, yeah, they are. They, and, it's, and it's like David Caldwell could survive anything. Oh, he's Teflon. It's insane. So the year the Jets signed Teddy, they sign yes. him. Everyone's like, oh, whatever, for not, for pennies on the dollar. To try and flip him. And he, to try to flip him, and he's getting healthy, and he looks good. And then I think he had the really good preseason debut. Yes, he did. The first team the Jets called were Jacksonville, and they didn't even want to speak to them. They were like, no, we like what we have. That's what they said. And think about, like, Teddy now hitting free agency. Yes. But think about what Teddy would have been for that Jacksonville team. It's the perfect fit. Perfect. He's the perfect energy for them. Yeah, and then, you know, they went out, and I understood Nick Foles, and I think that Gardner Minshew showed a lot of promise. And yeah. I think they're making the right decision. But for me, it just goes back to, like, right now, the management's going to go, look, we're in a tough situation financially, and I just want to be the guy in the media press conference that stands up and goes, didn't you put yourself in this situation? Yep. Is that what the woe is me bullshit? Exactly. So I just had to get it off my chest. Okay. Uh we know that Burrow is going to go one. That yep. feels like a foregone conclusion. Yep. Um, who is your favorite player in this class? Favorite player or most talented player? Uh, let's do most talented first. Most talented is Chase Young. And is it far and away? I think so. I compared him to Julius Peppers, if that gives you any idea of what I, I think I feel he is. like a lot of people are starting to question him now. That's but this ridiculous. is what we do with pass rushers. It's insane. When Jadavian Clowney came up, we questioned his motor. Um, Miles Garrett did not have a lot of questions, um, but I felt like people were blaming the Big 12. or I th- I, They may have been SEC already. What they did with Miles was, they're like, oh, he likes dinosaurs. He's a really weird guy. Right. And it's like, that's fun. Give me a fucking break. Man. So what are the what are the things that people are saying about Chase Young as a negative? Because when I watched him, I didn't see anybody block him in any game I watched. So the narrative was that he disappeared down the stretch in the big games, which is bullshit because that was like, oh, he didn't have a sack. So you watch him against Michigan. They're double teaming him. And, and I felt he's like he was sh- still blowing He's in Shea Patterson's face every play. Yeah. And he tortured do they not Clemson. Chart, do they not chart hurries in college? I mean, PFF does. Yeah. A lot of analytics sites do. Yeah, because sacks are such a bullshit stat. I mean, not only this wasn't just like a Twitter thing either. This There was like real draft personalities. I'm going to be honest. You live in a world where these draft personalities are treated like fucking experts, and they are more wrong than right every year. Sure. And they get paraded in front of me like they fucking know everything. I know. Like, dude. I know that you grind and you work and you're willing to admit when you're wrong, but like we still got Charlie Cashley and Bill Poland in this uh, world. Always. It's just yeah. wrong information or yes. dated information. So Chase Young, it was that he disappeared in the big games. He didn't. So I remember when that narrative, I, so I went back cause I got the, I got the coach's film eventually for the playoff game. Yeah. And I'm like, it's on the, the line. It's the camera. Yeah. The wide camera. Like, I could see everything. Like, wow. he's whooping the shit out of people. I, uh, he, looked, he looked so quick yeah. and fast. He has that like, qu- that, like, quiet strength where, like, a little bit like Aaron Dott, not that strong. But, like, I'm watching him lift people up. What's his weight? Uh, 264. So he's, 
he's in that Miles Garrett weight, right? Yep. Where he's not like Clowney, who's like 275. He's more of an athlete than a, than a run great. Yeah, so I, I have it uh, best trait, speed rush. Worst trait, and it's not bad. It's, it's just run defense. Yeah, but he, that's he's difficult. also he hasn't. Here's what I love about this: people keep some people keep doing the counter, but he doesn't win with power a lot. And I'm like, but when he starts to, there's not a human being on this planet that's going to be able to block him. I care more about these kids' speed. Yeah, first in the step. beginning because they're all going to put on more weight. When I meet a player when they're a rookie, and then I see them a few years later, I never recognize no. them. No, because they've never lived like this before. And they're about to eat, live, and work out. And that's all they're going to do. Professionally. And in college, not only are you 19, 20 years old, but you're still having to do other shit. Totally. All right. So, and you th- is, do you think it's a lock he goes number two to Washington? Not a lock, but I feel good about it. What makes you not think it's a lock? Uh, I'm very curious. This is not including trades. I'm very curious to see how much Ron Rivera, who has full control in Washington, it's not reported that way, but I feel pretty comfortable yeah, about yeah. that. Likes Dwayne Haskins. Ron Rivera is getting his when you're a coach and you get a second chance, like Oh, you will never let it slip. That's it. Ron Rivera's a good enough coach where this team should not be picking top two next year. Right. So he's got to be sitting there and going, if I really like Tua and I and I don't know what he thinks of Dwayne Haskins. And what's so interesting is weren't the rumors that Snyder is the one that wanted Haskins? Yeah, and Bruce Allen. And so the one dude that's fired finally yep. wanted him. And then Snyder has him. They're paying an, an exorbitant amount of money for Alex Smith. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting because Rivera is one of those guys that truly lives what he speaks. And he would not allow, a, a, you're like what you're saying, a franchise to be. Because if Haskins is the guy, you're riding that train for four years. Totally. Hmm. You have to fully believe in him. Or it's not a conversation. Keep in mind, this is a team of good defensive talent up front. They don't have Chase Young, but it's not like... But they have invested into Jonathan Allen in recent years, uh, Sweat last year. Yeah. Like, they just invested a first-round pick in a pass rusher last yeah. year. Ionitis is a good player. And also, Ron Rivera is a defensive coordinator who likes big people. That's my only question about Chase Young. He loves defensive tackles. When he was there in Carolina... Every year, it was defensive tackles. Vernon Butler at a Louisiana Tech. Yep. They wanted Don Terry Poe, a star Lutaleli. Yeah, yep. You know, they, they always invested in defensive tackles to free up linebackers. Yep. Because in Ron Rivera's mind, it's free up the middle to let Lou Keekley run around. The only glimmer of hope I have with that, or one thing I'll counter with, is he, he did take Brian Burns last year. And he was incredible. Exactly. He's a speed, okay. speed rusher. So now you're getting the premium. All right. So is the number one defensive tackle in this draft Derek Brown? I think so. Javon Kinlaw is close. Where does he go to school? Uh, South Carolina. Okay. Derek Brown, could he go at two or is that too high? No. He had a really bad combine. and I Why? Think what was bad about it? Uh, just really just miserable testing. Awful, awful three cone which matters for defensive yes, linemen. Yes, it does. Explosion off the it, line. It just he tested in the bottom percentile really? of, of defensive linemen. All right, but you know what? But I still love the player. Don't get me wrong I'm going to predict right now, Derek Brown will be the Orlando Brown, where mm. he falls because of like some testing, and it's like, yeah, but he dominated. I think he'll go easily top 20. Okay. All right, so there's no defensive tackle. So right now you feel like it's Chase Young, yep. depending on how they feel about Haskins. Yep. Okay. And now I feel like three is like the, the team that nobody fucking knows. No, it's exactly. No it, one knows. Who did the Jets? Did the Jets trade up to get Sam Darnold? Or they just they did. They three? traded with Indianapolis this time of year. 
with the Colts. They gave up three twos and they flipped ones. And so the Lions are sort of where the Colts were yep, that three. year. And then the, the Lion, then the Colts took Quentin Nelson. Yep. Oh, man, that, what a trade that was. Chris Ballard at his best. And they best. got Darius Leonard with one of those yeah. second-round picks. Does that make you upset? No, we needed a quarterback. Yeah. So it's fine. Okay, so the Lions are that trade team. The Lions are already, by the way, a team that I have circled as a huge bounce-back team. Okay. That, like, in Vegas, I'm already betting the over just because you didn't have Matt Stafford and, like, the team was in every fucking game last year and lost, like, almost all one-score games. I need to see how these trades go. Darius Slay, I know, is on the trade block. Yep. Um, I don't have the utmost confidence in Matt Patricia. Neither do I. But is there any chance the Lions stick around at three? Yeah, because Jeff Akuda is that good. How good? I'm talking I like him more than I like Jalen Ramsey coming out. So this is the corner this is of the, Ohio This State. is the best corner I've ever evaluated. And I've been doing this like realistically since 2014. And so that includes Jalen Ramsey. Um, wh- what about like somebody like a Derwin James? Yeah, so for Derwin, I mean, evaluated him as a safety. Right. Um I like Akuda. Based on I, I think Akuda's a, a more talented player. Uh, who else was is even in that di- discussion over the last six years? Yeah, I'm curious to see. I'll check out uh, corners drafted by, you know, the first round or guys that were hyped up. But Akuda's high. that solid to you? 100%. What is He's it better a- than Denzel Ward was coming out. Denzel Ward went, what, fourth? Yeah, he was in the Baker at one, Denzel Ward at yeah. four. So if you have him over, and you said that like like it wasn't even close. No, it's not. I think I think Akuda. I'm trying to. I'm so. When I was downstairs working today, I was working on a lot of player comps. Now that I have the data, because yeah. I like to mix mix testing with right. player type and size Height and all that. Speed, I try. To, uh, I hate that I try to perfect it, but you like to. And I don't have anything for Akuda right now. We'll get there. But he's tall. He's got long arms. He's fast. He's physical. He's smart. He's a leader, and he's phenomenal in man coverage. Do they play majority man at Ohio State? They played a lot where you get a good feel for him. Yeah. I'm still upset we didn't get to see um, Ohio State in the national championship. Me too, a little bit. Like, it was very cool to see Trevor Lawrence do that, and then when he comes into the draft, we'll hearken back to that game. Of course. And how incredible he was with his feet. Like, that was insane. But I really thought that the um, LSU-Ohio State game would have been it. Because for me, to be able to play man-to-man with a Cuda in the back and to let Chase run free so was that's special. The, that's the thing is that, you know, LSU's, the best receiver in the country is Jamar Chase, who's not even in this draft. And I think really? him versus, so Jamar Chase, this, I, can reti- this I can tie this into the draft. Okay. I was, I was watching uh, C.J. Henderson, the corner from Florida the other day. It's a first-round guy. Jamar Chase just went on a warpath this year of embarrassing every future pro corner. And what year is he? He's a sophomore. He won the Balikinoff. Really? As a sophomore. So Joe Burrow had two first-round wide receivers. Justin he was Jefferson struck. and yeah. his chase kid. Yep. But every first-round corner in this year's draft, this, this, this sophomore tore up. Well, I think thanks to him, some of them aren't going in the first anymore. But he, wow. he did. C.J. Henderson really competed with him well. I was actually impressed considering he's left on an island with him yeah. at the time. But he beats him. Uh, A.J. Terrell from Clemson, who's yes. a good player, who's going to go in the second round of this they draft. They embarrassed him in the, in the like, championship. He looked as bad as you can look. I and he's a good player. I remember during the championship, like her, Herb Street being like, you need yep. to understand that this guy was neck and neck as like a top guy, and yeah. then they just destroyed him. The one that's bizarre, the only guy to contain him this year is Cam Dantzler from Mississippi State. So he starts to rise in this draft. He goes to the combine. He runs a 4-6-4, which for a corner is borderline like, 
threshold. You probably can't play in the NFL. Remember T's Tabor? Yes. Yeah, same thing. And we know it, he, we know how that worked. And that was exactly it, what happened. 40 times for corners is the one thing you could watch at the combine and go, yeah, you're probably fucked. It sucks, but yeah. like no matter good film. Yeah. I like Cam Dantzler. Yeah. Hard for me to take him in the top three rounds after yeah, that. Yeah, because even if you go to an NFL team that plays a lot of zone, NFL teams will figure out when yes. you're playing man and then destroy You need you. recovery speed. 100%. Or just general speed. Um, so, man, that's incredible. That So, wait, does that scare you at all about Joe Burrow? That he uh, had, like, two of these incredible wide receivers? Totally. So, I don't want to make this the, like, let's find a way to doubt Joe Burrow. But right. I do want to outline to your listeners... Like Joe Burrow had a historical season. Joe Burrow deserves to go number one, but I think it's fair to outline that he has. Well, the be- the best receiver in the country is not in the draft, but Justin Jefferson will go in the first round as other wide receiver. Yes. Uh, two tight ends that are getting drafted: Thad Moss and Stephen Stephen Sullivan. Right. Um, he'll have three offensive linemen at least that are getting drafted, and his running back Clyde Edwards Elair should be going in the top fifty. It's pretty amazing. Historic offense. That scares me. It should. Because you know that after Dak Prescott is when I just started, and Mahomes, that helped me with Mahomes. I'm looking for quarterbacks that do not have anyone on their team that are going to be drafted that are still winning games. I think it's something I overlooked with Daniel Jones last year. Now, I'm... I'm still not sold uh, on The jury is... Yeah, I'm glad that you're like that. Because to be honest, do you know why we're here with Daniel Jones? Because of one fucking preseason game against the Jets. Yeah. I firmly, and the Tampa Bay game. Tampa Bay game was big. And then he had one, well, he, he played well against the Jets. They lost, but and he, he played like, very well. He threw like five touchdowns against a shitty team this year. I can't remember. The, the Redskins. Week. Yeah. Fucking who cares? Like, I just, I think that we were so low on Daniel Jones. I know I was. <laughs> yeah. and like that, Sorry, like, Giants fans. That when he threw, like, when he went perfect in the preseason game, it just started this, like, reverse effect. We started to Hackenberg I him. I have never seen anyone fumble like him before. No. Well, the Jamal is, Adams, like, yeah. thievery was my, I mean, I know bias. He fumbled. It was one of my favorite plays in a long time. Yeah, just because really, it's really like good. not a lot of guys do that. They don't rip the ball out yes. and run. Him and Orlando Scandrick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. But um, where were we with the, we the were quarterbacks talk- and the lack of talent? Well, this this kid from so is it Love? Yes. What's his Utah first State? Jordan Love. It it hits all those buckets. It does. Is there anyone on Utah State that's going to be in this draft? Not that I have ranked right now. And so because the reason I like that is with Dak and Mahomes, is the knock on both of them was they're a little bit too aggressive. They make a little bit of mistakes. They have some imperfect throws. But what I always kept thinking about was when you don't have any other NFL-level talent around you, you have to risk more. You have to to throw the ball more. It's all on you every fucking game. And then when you get to the NFL and you got, like, actual weapons around you, now – there's a lot of projection. I don't know if this kid's at their level physically or if he has that kind of talent. I'm hoping you can tell me. But that's just something that I've noticed trend-wise while covering the NFL draft where I go, I like guys that are not surrounded by talent. Like, I had totally. a lot of confidence in Calvin Ridley because he had nobody to throw the fucking ball to him and he was still smoking people. Yep. And that matters to me. It totally does. And I, so, yeah, it does. I have a good one for that too in this class. Okay. My receiver on that regards is uh, Van Jefferson from Florida. Is a guy where you look at the numbers, and a lot of people do this with Donovan Peoples Jones from Michigan too. But I'll start with Van Jefferson. 
you look at the numbers and you go, it's not really inspiring. But you want like perfect routes, great hands. He's really tough. And you watch him against LSU, and he's beating some of the best corners in the country. The ball's just not getting The ball wasn't always there. The opportunity wasn't always there. Yes. That's why I think wide receivers, you have to trust people that actually watch the film. Yes. And know how to run routes. Totally. Because there's plenty of time. If they're open, they did their job. Yes. The rest is not up to them. Right. And that translates to the NFL. I'm trying to think of a really good college receiver recently or that, like, or, you know, a lackluster college receiver in terms of production that just exploded in the NFL. Honestly, Michael Thomas is a really good example. When you look at Ohio State when he was there, right. he wasn't Michael Thomas that we see now. It just, guys, just think about it from the big view. It's like everybody was thinking about JT Barrett, and it's like, look who he had around him. I know. And th- that, that does scare me a little bit about Burrow at the same point. Man, he never shrunk in the big moment ever. No, he's incredible. I mean, you watch the Auburn game, and he he takes hits that would probably kill you or I, Lefko. The two people that we've talked about but need to get back to. You said Donovan Peoples-Jones? Yep. Michigan. Michigan. Size, weight, what are we dealing with? Uh, I think he came in a little smaller than we expected at the combine. I thought he came in at like six one and a half around there. What kind of a 40? He, he just jumped through the roof. I want to see what his 40 was. I'm going to pull yeah, him I up care while we're going more, through this. I care more about vertical and broad than I for a wide receiver Me too. than I do about 40. Me too. I remember his 40 was, you know, it was whatever, but that doesn't really matter as much. So here we go. Donovan Peoples-Jones. I know he came in smaller than we expected. He was 6'2", 212, which is great size. Yeah, great size. Long arms. You just thought he might be like a 6'4", kind of guy? Yeah, and Michigan, I think, he looks big. overlists him. So he run his official. Oh, so this is another thing. The freaking clock on TV is wrong. It's now that I'm transferring the data into my doc, I'm like, what is this? I'm going to be All honest. the numbers are wrong. NFL Network tried to get the clock to end as soon as they finish. And all they have done is fucking created nonsense. Completely. Nonsense. It's never accurate. They're trusting like their fucking computer clock. Yep. It's a laser start. Yep. They got fucking Charlie Casterly out there holding his arm up. I don't trust anything that guy does. It's a mockery. It's, a it's joke. all for television. It's a joke. So good news. Donovan Peoples Jones ran a four, four, eight at that size. That's amazing. 44 and a half vertical. Wow. That's like as good as it gets at the NFL combine. Wow. 139 broad jump. And he'll be like a second round pick. He'll probably be second or third. Wow. I think his routes, you know, need a lot of work. It's kind of crazy how Michigan didn't develop this guy. But when you look at his percentiles, so that vertical jump and broad jump, 99 percentile. Wow. So he's in like the 1% kind of guys. And he's got good that. height. And he's got good height. And he plays strong. He plays very strong. How did he do against he's, the Cuda? He's tough in the red zone. Um, wow. I, I think he... When he had a touchdown against Ohio State, he wasn't against Akuda. Gotcha. If I remember this correctly, he just ran across the middle of the field and Ohio State blew the coverage. Mm. But, I mean, Akuda didn't really get beat by anyone this year, and he didn't have any penalties, what did which you is remarkable. Think about that interaction between Akuda and that? It was amazing. Because whoever asked that, this is another problem. Everybody, it's great everyone goes to the combine, but you get like this drive-through of reporters that haven't watched and they probably ask all the same questions they ask all the same questions that was probably a written in question for like every defensive back there what do you think you need to do better yeah sloppy they said to him your technique is sloppy and he was like are you fucking kidding he was he answered it like the most confident but also polite way possible um really good slight fuck you people's jones complete projection player 
I don't even think he had 500 yards this year. Would you rather out of college have Devin Funchess or Donovan Peoples-Jones? I would take the athlete. I'd take Peoples-Jones. Yeah. I mean, premium athlete. All right. Back to Julian Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Are you a fan or not? I've never been more torn on a player this far into the process. Really? I change. I sit there. I've watched this guy. I've watched like the LSU game he played this. I think I've watched it seven times. How did he do? He threw three picks, but some of the big throws are phenomenal. He had a horrible game against LSU, but you look around. Were they his fault? Like some, but not a lot. Like it's one of those things where I don't know if Mahomes would have beat LSU that day. Right. He just see how good LSU is. Yeah, that. I look at Jordan Love. That's where I start thinking about, I'm the only guy on my team. I'm up against LSU. I'm going for the big play. I'll tell you this. Uh, This is what I do know about Jordan Love. I like his potential and ceiling of what he can be more than anything Justin Herbert has showed me. I know. So he's my, Jordan Love is my quarterback three. I know Sims loves Justin Herbert. Of course he does. Explain that to me. Colossal arm. He's like six foot six. He's, he's By the way, hold on really quick. Very for Josh ev- for, Allen. For everyone out there, you've been working at Bleach Report for how long now? God, uh, six years. No, I've been here for six years. Have you been J- here? July will be six years. So I just You got here in July when I got here in January? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So what we did probably for the last three, or three years was I would have Connor come in and go, who are <laughs> yeah, the guys this. that Sims is going to like? Because Sims has a type. Yep. And you would so like whoever was the strongest arm quarterback in the draft, Sims was going to like. Herbert has a lot of Josh Allen, and and Sims Sims loves Josh. And Sims would do this. I mean, if you don't think having a strong arm matters, then who the fuck? Yeah. So, so strong arm, big size. Yep. Uh, Runs really well for that size. He runs really, really well, like Josh. But once again, you have uh, inconsistent decision making. Slow to get to his second and third reads. The accuracy when it's on is as beautiful as anything you'll ever see, but it's just not always on. And I think in some of the big games, he he just crumbles a little bit. How many players on Oregon's offense? The, the, the offensive line won the award for best offensive line in the country. That scares me. They're left, it's weird. I like my college players to have shit around them. But his receivers weren't great. Okay. So I want to balance it with okay. Justin Herbert. His receivers had a lot of drops. I did meet him. And I hate basing everything off of one meeting. But I, I want to know your one meeting. So it was with a Ford shoot. It'll be coming out soon with him and Warren Moon. Very nice kid. And I could tell, though, that he's a little bit shy. But like I hear Todd McShay go on TV, and every time he talks about Justin Herbert, he says he's like not a leader of men. Yeah, that was the narrative. Which is like a very insulting thing to say about another guy. It's very insulting. Um, I will say that... For me, it's weird because I always try and empathize. Here is a kid that everywhere he goes, people are like clamoring for attention. And some people naturally can just handle it. And some people just want to fucking talk football. Yep. And that's not kind of how they are. And like, do you remember after Kyler Murray went on Dan Patrick last oh, year? Man, it was bad. And that people were like, I don't know if he should be the top yep. pick. Did you see his interview on Dan Patrick? And I'm like, is that how we're judging football players? Yeah. Which is whether or not they're comfortable with the Danettes. Like, what the fuck? But, like, he was very mild-mannered. And the whole thing of the segment was they're supposed to be asking questions of the Hall of Famer. And I'm there to provide, like, grease. Like, make it go a little bit easier. Uh, sure. He was, of all the guys that we did it with, and this included Jerry Judy and stuff, and, like, Jerry Judy's not a talkative guy. No. But we don't give a shit because he's, he's a wide funny, receiver. Though. Yeah, he's, like, low-key. Yeah. Like, he's just Southern funny. Um, 
But yeah, Herbert was just quiet. But I also don't think that's that bad of a thing. I don't know. No, it's okay. But you also met Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow just naturally. But yeah. then again, like Joe Burrow went through the Heisman process. True. So he had about two months of knowing what it was like for media to be in his face. And he's at LSU. And the media, I can only imagine locally for an SEC team, they probably have 30 different, they probably have every major uh, television network in Baton Rouge. Yep. And New Orleans, those are like uh, like New Orleans, and then like other towns in Louisiana. So you probably have like twelve television cameras. I can't imagine the amount of blogs. You know, like because yeah. look, I covered Kentucky basketball, and the amount of local media for a Kentucky game, it was like a national game, and yep. you just get used to it. He already went through transferring from Ohio State. Where he was a big recruit. So once again, he's been through the media cycle there. Right. I just think he had more experience with it. Good comparison. And so with Herbert, it's like, I just, I I I didn't really watch him play. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, he he scares me. If you're taking him in the first round, you're like, this is our franchise. It scares me. It absolutely scares me. So you would take love over Herbert. Yes. But if I was a GM, I wouldn't bet my franchise on either of them. So it sounds like... Which makes, maybe makes me a coward if I was a GM, but I just wouldn't do it. It sounds like you like Tua and Joe. Love them. And then there's a gap where if you're a GM, you're not trading up for them. And if you need to change your... It sounds like you think of these guys more as second round guys. Yes, I have both But you also will admit that they're probably going to go in the first round. Oh, they definitely will. Yeah. That's just where we are in the NFL. I'll say this, though. When we're... And I'll say this before you talk, and I apologize it's for okay. cutting you off. Are there really that many more spots in the NFL for quarterbacks? Because I think, think we have free agency. It's about to go down. There's going to be a lot of spots filled. What are the teams that need a quarterback? Well, the bears don't want to admit it, but they need one, right? The Panthers will need one. The chargers need one. The dolphins need one. Obviously the Bengals need one. We'll see what happens with Tennessee. Uh, New England really needs to take it pretty serious about getting one for the future. Eventually. Right. I'll, I but really some I think of those the Raiders could be filled because of free one. agency or other quarterbacks could go like Ryan yep. Tannehill could fill one of those spots. The Bucks James could be Winston could could fill another one of those spots. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. I think it's look I just feel like so, there's only like 3 or 4 spots total. I think what I was going to say is I think in a month you could see me saying I I really like I would feel comfortable with Jordan Love. Jordan Love to me is where I I just want to make sure I have the right situation for him to develop. Like I need a good offensive coach good skill talent that's not going to throw this guy into the fire and he's running for his life. Right. Like this year at Utah State, which was an ugly year. So the draft, the Detroit Lions, we expected maybe trade. Uh, Miami at five, I feel like has been penciled in with Tua for six months. I think they like Herbert more than people realize. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Dave Gettleman and the Giants loved Justin Herbert. A lot of teams at yep. last year's draft were saying, I wish Justin Herbert was in this year's draft. Yep. And now, after last season, it's not really a discussion point anymore. Yeah, I think, yeah, it makes you wonder, are they hiding something still? I know Miami and the Giants did so much work on Herbert in 2018 that when he didn't declare, it was like, oh, shit. Gotcha. Like, damn. But nothing changed with Miami. For the Giants, they got Daniel Jones, right. and I think they're happy about that and excited about it. Yeah. I think with Miami, it's like, oh, well, now we kick the can down the road to his medicals matter. They're not getting Joe Burrow. 
And if two is medical scare them, I think they're I think they're comfortable with Justin Herbert. Mm. So at least Chris Greer, I know, has done a lot of work on him over the years. And so that might be an early surprise. Yeah. Herbert at five wouldn't. I'm curious if they make the call to go to three. And then because but you tweeted out earlier that Dave Gettleman has never traded down. 44 picks he's made in the draft. He's never traded down. So then why would you have to jump the Giants to avoid another team yeah, trading up to somebody three? else will. Chargers want a quarterback. Okay, so three is, so it sounds like the draft starts at three. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Unless Ron Rivera goes full watches Ron. Haskins and yeah. goes, fuck that. Don't forget, when Ron got his first job, he was in the room that took Cam Newton. When taking Cam Newton number one wasn't this like, oh, duh, you take Cam Newton number one. Like, it wasn't like that at the time. There was a lot of shit said about Cam Newton. Oh, that's been his whole life. A lot of shit said about Cam Newton. In a draft that had Von Miller, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green. Cam Newton was really one of the first, is this a one-year wonder? Because it was the greatest one year we'd ever seen. So Ron has started a franchise before with a polarizing decision in the draft at quarterback. And we really, okay. Um, who do you think the Giants go at four if, if Akuda's gone? I think Isaiah Simmons. I mean, holy shit, right? I'm, I'm surprised. He, where is he on your big board? Uh, he is number six. Who do you have in front of him? Chase Young, Joe Burrow, Jeff Akuda, Jerry Judy, and Tua. Jerry Judy and Tua. Um, what, let me start off because Simmons, I watched him in the national championship defend the slot. I watched him defend tight ends. I watched him defend running backs. And he looks to me a little bit like this new age cam chancellor that can kind of do everything. I love that you brought that up. Once again, I was doing player comps today. Uh, looked up cam chancellor because cam was 6'4", 230. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons is 6'4". Now he's 238. I think he played at 230. I think maybe he'll even play closer to there. Yeah, bulk Although, up. Although, who knows? Yeah, well, to freakish. bulk up and run a 4'3'9". Cam ran a 4'6'2". So I, I just wrote no comp. So then who do you compare him to? No one. There's no comparison. He's a Madden creative player. What about what did Thomas Davis run out of Georgia? Because I remember he was one of the first guys. He was a lot smaller. A lot smaller. Thomas Davis ran a 4-6. Yeah, there you go. Linebackers weren't running four threes. So this kid is 6'4". 238. 240. Running a four. What, was, what did Derwin James? How big is Derwin James? Not not six four. So Derwin James ran a four four seven. So this guy is a full tenth of a second bigger. And he was six one and three quarters, two fifteen. Holy which shit. Which is a which is a big safety. Isaiah Simmons is a perfect linebacker that seen him play deep safety, seen him rush the passer, seen him play the slot, seen him play middle linebacker, seen him play outside linebacker. So like is there Okay, so Akuda plays a more important position at corner. Yep, that's why he's rated higher. And Chase Young, typically we think a pass rusher is more important than a linebacker. Yep. But if you have a linebacker that allows you to play nickel the entire game and never have to go like and never like never have to go to dime. Yeah, you're not sacrificing your run defense for your pass coverage with Isaiah Simmons. You know how much I love three safety sets. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that this guy can literally go anywhere. Yep. I feel like he's more important than a, than a pass rusher like Chase Young. I don't agree. Okay. But I get it. I mean, there's a reason why an off-ball linebacker is sixth overall in my rankings. Like, he's phenomenal. He's special. Yeah. I think 
you can game plan away from Isaiah Simmons. I don't think you can game plan away from Chase Young. Be- okay. Because I've seen Chase Young double and triple teamed, and he's still impacting the game. Mm. Hold on. Uh, who, which Edmonds brother was it that went uh, to Buffalo? Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, combine height. Another guy came in the league at 20 years old. Just insane. So Tremaine Edmonds is 6'4", 253. I just want to see what his 40 time was. A 4.54. Yep. I mean, this, like, <laughs> it's and, not close. And Tremaine Edmonds is finally hitting his stride yep. right now. But Isaiah Simmons, not only do I feel like he's a freak of nature, but also is like a leader of that defense. So that's another thing that I love about him that's not talked about enough. I added a row uh, to my rankings this year, just saying team captain. I've been doing this project. Like the New England Patriots. Yep. The I've been New doing England this Patriots project. More captains than anybody. Yeah, so I've been doing a project on that just for Twitter. I made a thread. I'm trying to, you know, dive into what GMs like, what they do, um, and figure out what teams draft team captains. And Isaiah Simmons, it's not like he has to be a team captain, but permanent team captain on Clemson. I remember the first play I ever saw him where he jumped out. It was the first All-22 I watched him. A teammate gets an interception at, um, you know, the 40. So he runs it back like 55 yards. Isaiah Simmons was on the far side of the field ran all the way down. This is where you can see 4-3 speed for a yeah. linebacker and makes the final block at the five-yard line that got the teammate the touchdown. Oh. Where if he didn't make that, and he, I mean, he destroys whoever he blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he didn't, and I think he almost blocked a second guy, if he wasn't there, it's not a touchdown. And I mean, you know how much teammates care about pick sixes. Sure. And that's where I was like, this guy isn't just like an athletic freak. This guy isn't just like a great football player. This guy is like an all-world, everything yeah. prospect. He, to me, was the one guy in Clemson that played great in the championship. Yep. And like everybody else, I felt like I tore up. I thought uh, Etienne caught the ball, did yes. really well, but Etienne didn't declare, which sucks. Kind of heartbroken about yeah, that. Why would they? Why would he not? I don't know. Him, Chuba Hubbard, and Najee Harris, three running backs that would have went top 50. None I, of them declared. Najee Harris has a special place in my heart. Now she's great. When, back when Bleach Report was broadcasting live high school games. That's right. We did Najee, and I got to like hang out with him and meet him. What a good fucking kid. I'd say he seems extremely nice. One of the nicest extremely kids. Extremely nice. I remember telling his parents, I was like, do you know how much bigger he's going to get? <laughs> well, that he was wasn't spot even, on. He wasn't even eating full meals in high school. That's right. Like our producer, Vanessa, who now works with the Dolphins. Antioch? Antioch? Where's the, yes. From Antioch the Bay Area? Was yeah. like buying him pizza, and he was like saving it to bring it home for his family. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, you see him on Alabama now. Uh, they've been giving him good meals. Get that Derek he looks Henry. great. He looks great. Um, okay, so Isaiah Simmons would be your guy at four for the Giants right now. But I wouldn't do that if I was them. Okay. I get it, and I love Isaiah Simmons. I would take Jedrick Wills. And protect Daniel Jones. That makes sense. The best way to make sure he doesn't fumble, make sure he doesn't get hit. Who was the right tackle? Mike Remmers. Mm. Horrible. Do you think Wills could also play left? Yeah. So when Solder retires. Uh, or they just get rid of him. Yeah. They need they need tackles. I would take Wills. But I like Wills more than the average person. Why do I feel like the Giants and Jets have needed both offensive line help and defensive line pass rushers for the last five years? Because they have. And, like, I feel like they've tried to address, yeah. and neither of them have been able to do it. No. Just misses. Free agency misses. Trades. Dolphins, you think, definitely a quarterback? Yeah. Because my question for you would be, I don't know if they've already done this. When the Browns went out there and didn't address quarterback in the year that everyone thought they would and stockpiled 
all the guys around yep. them and kind of it was like a two-year tank and then they brought baker into a team that was stocked do you think there's any chance the dolphins continue to try and build up everything else there's a chance it's not a very big one i think chris greer has been there so long and it's time he that it's like his move okay now of course brian flores probably loves fits Josh Rosen's just there for the ride. It doesn't matter. Isn't that is it surprising to you ever? Do you ever sit back? Were you a big Josh Rosen? I was. Guy? So was I. He was my number two in that. I was. I loved him. Um, what the fuck has happened? I guess just personality conflicts is what I hear. I don't. I don't get it. Which is so funny because I was on like the pulpit for a long time, being like, <laughs> yeah. stop caring about his personality. I know. All right. Um, Chargers at six or another wild Quarterback. card. Yeah, but like, but they need a tackle. Like, as bad. What do you think about that trade? I love. I loved it for the Chargers. Trey right. Turner's a really good player, and I agree. Russell Okung is not going to play much. I longer. think it was Evan Silva that tweeted, "Are we still acting like the Panthers aren't tanking?" And it feels like the Panthers are tanking. Yeah. And somebody tweeted out, "I wonder if they're going to trade Christian McCaffrey." Yes. Which would be. That would send shock waves through everything. If the Panthers are really tanking and McCaffrey's going to be up on a contract soon, you want to get value. You like, train him now. Oh, and also think about NFL Twitter and their obsession with the debate about the value of running backs. It's insane. Like, that would be wild. Well, I could see them tanking for Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Two guys that can move the pocket yeah. with Joe Brady. No interest in Justin Fields. Okay. I have none. Not compared to Trevor Lawrence. Well, I mean, of course. Trevor Lawrence is But you can't just assume you're going to get the number one pick. Eh. The Chargers need to tackle. Okay. Pipkins is projected to start. How is (laughs) Trey I knew that would get you a good laugh. Pipkins. Um, They need to tackle. It's interesting. I mean, if they end up, what what they do in free agency, I don't even know who their starting quarterback is. Tyrod Taylor will be. Oh, man. It's just so much talent on that team. I can see them, yeah. Oh, man, I know. I'm curious what they do in free agency. They got a coach that, you know, definitely obviously wants to win now. I know all coaches do. I would love Teddy on that team. Me too. I I think uh, this is something me and Miller talked about a lot on the midweek show. Uh, Teddy in Tampa is picking up some steam, which is an interesting scheme fit. And I honestly don't like it. Just because Bruce Arians is all about aggressive play and Teddy is the opposite of that. But we also saw Teddy. You know why? Because what was Teddy's best game of his five or six game span? Was it against them? Yeah, when he fucking, when the Bucks came in as the number one pass defense in the NFL. Oh, and, he, yes, and yes, Teddy yes. hung up 34. Yes. You know, that's like my number one pet peeves is like something happens. It's a bias. Yeah, and then we get so biased. Uh, I just want to see. So Carolina at seven, they kind of need everything right now. Yep. I think you were tweeting out, have we not ruled out offensive linemen for them? Yeah, no, I haven't. I, their fans didn't like it, but. They're, they're very much in the offensive line market. Now, now that I'm saying all this out loud, the Giants need offensive line help. Yep. The Chargers need offensive line help. The Panthers need offensive line help. Arizona with Kyler Murray, offensive line help. Jacksonville. But then again, like, and Cleveland for sure. And then you get to the Jets at 11, who are screaming from the mountaintops that they need offensive line help. Yeah, I mean, well, if Florio keeps passing along Rosenhaus's nuggets, that they should go out and sign Jack Conklin for like a mega offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's are, are there any big name free agent offensive linemen this year other than Jack Conklin? 
Um, who I don't even know if he's that good. The Patriots, I, he's very the good. Patriots guard Joe. It's I keep saying Joe Thune, and somebody corrected it's me. Tooney. On, it's Tooney. They're really going to let him go? I guess. Yeah. But then again, like they don't pay any like one like that. True, but well, they did pay um, Shaq Mason, who's great. And but it is interesting because they are finally losing Skarnekia. And so, like, that whole thing that I used to say during the draft, like, oh, they'll figure out they got Dante. Yeah, it makes you wonder how much they Because the one year they didn't fucking have him. Wasn't Joe Judge their offensive line coach? No. No, no, no. no, no, no. Specials. Um, all right, so overall, though, is there anything upsetting you as we wrap up about the way this draft's being discussed right now? Upsetting me. Because you're in it, bro. You're I like am. 24 7, 36. It's almost hurt my. Like ability, it's like people ask me, like, "Who's your sleeper?" I'm like, "Man, yeah, you know too many to have." A it's sleep. it's ren ruin for me. What's upsetting me? What are you seeing in mock drafts that you're like, I don't fucking get it? The Austin Jackson thing is bizarre to me. Who's the USC Austin, tackle. Okay, I just he's a he's a day two player. Yeah, but when you do your mock, put him higher. Yeah, because we've done this every year. An offensive lineman, there's a run. Oh, without a doubt. And one of them gets Man. overdrafted every year. I'm trying to think what the Jonathan Taylor thing is starting to bother me. What about him? Oh, here's one that bothers me. Is that it is that J.K. Dobbins went through this time of year where everyone's like, oh, he's the best running back. And J.K. Dobbins is a very good player. That Ohio State offense was so good. Right. At scheme, the holes were enormous. Execution, where it's almost like we're undervaluing DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor so much that I just can't entertain the idea. And I understand Dobbins translates well, but that bothered me a little bit. I think people didn't appreciate Jonathan Taylor. I think as we much also are desensitized to Wisconsin running backs. Yeah, a little bit. But at the same point, they're all having success. I know. Melvin Gordon, James White, um, the dude from the Eagles, uh, Corey. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was drafted really late. Really late, and he had an amazing Super Bowl. Yep. Um, all right, so let me just, as we wrap up, your number one quarterback is Joe Burrow. Yep. Your number one running back is who? DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. Georgia? Yep. Who does, who's your comp for him? Uh, for a while, I, I was thinking, he, he did remind me a little bit of McCaffrey, but he's not the type of athlete he is. Okay. But the vision, the pass catching, just how tough he is, how, how elusive he is. Yeah. Play style, I see a lot of McCaffrey in him. He, he's not as explosive. McCaffrey is a rare level of explosive. Before we keep going, wasn't Sony Michelle a great pass catcher in college? Wasn't he was, pretty good, yes. Wasn't he the change of pace? To Chubb, his running style completely changed in the NFL. Do we know? Because as someone that like really paid attention to him in college, how this Dude, changed in the NFL? I do not. It's like it's something that I see discussed on Twitter sometimes. It's like, who is this? Because I, I, he was the shifty guy. Yep. Okay, I just no. no know. The one thing I did hear that was interesting to me is uh, one team told me that they were shocked by this. Nick Chubb's medical at the combine that year came out way better than Sony Michelle's. Remember, Nick Chubb's like knee exploded in like every place possible. Oh yeah. So Sony had some some medical oh. some medical concerns. Maybe it's he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been what a first round running back. I'll is. tell you what, man. Belichick's first round picks not interested. No. Nikhil Harry, James, like, and the one I really liked can't stay healthy. The Georgia offensive lineman. Yes. yes. I loved him. Um, your number one wide receiver. It's Jerry Judy, but. Every day gets a little closer where I think about C.D. Lamb 
is Oklahoma. CeeDee Lamb's right there. So if you ask me who my favorite player in this draft is, it's CeeDee Lamb. Ever Ed Oliver last year? Really? CeeDee Lamb is my is my Ed Oliver this year. Mm. Like, I just love everything about his game. So you go Judy, Lamb. Ruggs. Ruggs. Jefferson. Jefferson. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Um, Ruggs feels like Odell to me. He's electric, man. And when I saw those basketball highlights, a little left go PR, if you can dunk big time, get it out before the draft. Yep. I did, who was the uh, the Illinois had a defensive yes, lineman? Yes, <laughs> Jaleel Ward. No, yes, um, Jihad Ward. Jihad Ward between the legs dunk. Oh yeah, first round. He's like three hundred pounds. That was amazing. It's insane. Um, so, so your comp for Judy is who? Uh, I haven't really written. I have a better one for CD. For Judy, the one everyone likes is Odell. I'm not there yet. No, no. All I'm not, I hear about is he's no. got a really good cut, but he's not explosive. Uh, I think he is. Um, I don't have a comp for Judy yet. I have CD comp to DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. Yeah. You're that high on him? I'm that high on him. What about Ruggs? Tyreek Hill. So, like, for me, I like Tyreek Hill more than I like those other two guys. Only because of this. And I will, I, I believe that if we take away the word best, which turns into this discussion about most well-rounded and all that, I believe the most dangerous wide receiver in the NFL is Tyreek Hill. DeAndre Hopkins, when you need it, he's going to give it to you, and he's incredible. But Tyreek Hill can end the game at any moment. Sure. And for me, there's more value in that. There's less snaps in the game. You're trying to win it right now. And so if I have a guy that the entire defense is going to freak out and go, holy shit, it just allows you to do so much more. So I think I'm higher on the Tyree Kill style than I am of like the number one classic wide receiver. There are teams that agree with you. There's a chance Ruggs is the first wide receiver off the board in the draft. Over Judy, over C. And he's not just straight aligned speed. No, not at all. Ruggs is phenomenal. He's his routes got better this year. He's got a great catch radius. I mean, the amount of clips where I saw a slant and he went through like four guys. He's gone. Like, I think there's more value in that. Yeah. But it's gonna be interesting. Ruggs could be the first wide receiver taken. Okay. So and you know me, I actually don't um use hyperbole with comps. It's that's my biggest pet peeve on draft Twitter. Yeah. I I have started to hate like it doesn't matter who the player is. It's like, oh. He's like Emmett Smith. He's Peyton Manning. Yeah. And I'm like, stop doing that. But the three comps I just gave you are ridiculous. But I don't have Odell for Judy, so I won't okay. take credit for that one. Okay. Uh, here's one that's a little more realistic. I have Justin Jefferson comp to Devontae Parker. Without the injuries. And yeah, and Parker had a really nice year. Amazing year. Okay, really good lob balls. Yep. Strong hands, great catch radius. Can catch a ball and turn up in the seat. Yeah, I think he's go. tough after the catch. I, I really do. That's another guy in free agency. I'm fascinated to see how much people pay Devontae Parker. He he got an extension, a little extension there. Oh, so he's not even on the market. Yeah, they got That's him smart, smart by them. Smart by him. Once Adam Gase left, they're like, oh, no, you're actually pretty good. Yeah. Here's a little two-year deal or something How are you like doing that. with Adam Gase? I mean, I don't like NFL anymore, thanks to him. No, do, you watch, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yep, I'm fully caught up. Just can't take the disappointment. Unbelievable. <laughs> I phenomenal. thought about you watching that. Talking about uh, the Jets. I really enjoyed it because it was so relatable. And, and Larry was David, like Sam Darnold with yeah, Mono. The season was over. No, even better was the deep cut of the Safarian Jenkins completing the catch. Because I was screaming that day. And I don't really get like that with the Jets anymore. Yeah. Like I get like I get emotional like the Mets, the Rangers. That was such bullshit. The Knicks and the Jets have kind of left me like, especially when you work in football, it's like uh eh. yeah. but there are still days like that. Uh and then your la- who was the last wide receiver? 
The last one is T. Higgins, who I have not given a comparison to yet, but he is your classic above-the-rim jump ball yes. player. He looks really, really talented. Yep. I can see where the knocks are because I feel like he doesn't have that fifth gear like the other guys do. No, he does not. But uh, those those guys, the top four are freaks. Absolutely. And Higgins, it's a special year. Higgins looks like a really, really solid wide receiver. Yeah. Like, like, and by solid, I mean he could be a number one for eight years. Sure. Um, number one tight end. Uh, Cole Komet. I compared him to Martellus Bennett. Okay. So and he, and guess who some of his the comps he gets Gronk, of course because he's white. But athletically and size wise, he's exactly like second Martellus. round pick. Yeah, okay. I think he could sneak into the first because the tight end class sucks and teams are obsessed with like yes. And I like Cole Komet a lot. Like he's big body, great in the red zone, great in the seam, inline blocker. Yeah, and look at what Noah Fant turned into at the end of the year. Exactly. Uh, tackle you already told me is the guard class good. It's okay. okay Cesar well, Ruiz from Michigan is the guy that plays center. You could play guard. Uh, I love first him. First round pick? First round grade. Okay. Center? Center. Ruiz, there... Ruiz is, is both. Last year was uh, Bradbury. Right? Yeah. So is there is there a center, first round center in this year? Uh, it would be Ruiz. It depends what teams want to draft him as, a guard or a center. Oh, then he'll definitely go in the first round. Yeah. If he could do both. San Francisco makes a lot of sense for him. That's, that's fantastic. Pass rushers, Chase Young. Yep. Julius uh, Peppers. And then defensive tackle, you think it's either Derek Brown or Javon or... Kinlaw. Uh, haven't done comps for them. That's fine. Um, linebacker, it's Simmons. And is he, do you see him as an outside linebacker? <sighs> They're going to move him all over. I would play him outside linebacker, but any I mean, other Any other linebackers with first round grades? Yeah, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma and Patrick Queen from LSU. Patrick Queen is very similar um, to the Falcons linebacker that got taken out of LSU a couple of years Deion ago. Jones. Deion Jones. You know, elite speed, phenomenal in coverage. Phenomenal. Patrick Queen should go in the first round. Um, and then corners, Akuda. Akuda. Is there a slot corner? Yeah, Darnay Holmes. Uh, I really like him from UCLA. Okay. Um, there's one from Auburn. I don't want to butcher his last name, but it's Noah Ig. Uh, Benogany, okay. Benogany, um, he's very impressive. Any first round safeties? Uh it's going to be close. Xavier McKinney from Alabama is an interesting one. I'll tell you who the player I'm probably higher on in this draft than most people. He could end up being my top safety when all said and done. Antoine Winfield Jr. Yes. I compared him to Honey Badger. Well, Honey Badger recently tweeted out, "Let's get on the same team. We're both short guys, and we'll tear it up." Yeah, they're both 5'9", 195, tough as shit. His name is Antoine Winfield Jr., which just makes me think of those Buffalo Bills teams with yeah. Nate Clement. I mean, he plays like somebody that has been watching game tape since he was four. He knows where that. the ball is going every play. And you as can't a safety, I care more about that than anything. Totally. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins can't outrun you right now, but he knows where the ball's going. So he'll, he'll be there. Tape. He'll be there. Um, we're going to wrap. Is there anything else? You didn't ask me my favorite punter. Do you have one? Yeah, Braden Mann. Where, what team is he on? I think he was A&M this year. Um, I mean, just absolute monster leg. He'll be a top five punter in, I don't know, give it a, two years. There has been like a new love affair with punters. Let me. I think he's also the one that... The NFL is sure getting punting right. They are not getting kicking right. Yeah, so Braden Mann, and there was another one that made me laugh. Although I like man as a punter better. There was a punter this year at the combine that put up 25 bench reps. Oh yeah. I saw that, which is just absolutely that spoke hilarious. to your soul. 
it was hilarious. I mean, yeah, it's, I think it was Michael Turk that did that. Yeah, Michael Turk put up 25 reps on the bench. But Braden Man, insane leg. Is he a lefty or a righty? He's a righty. Okay, then Belichick doesn't care about yeah. it. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I Hell pre- yeah, man. It goes by so fucking fast. I know. Uh, I'm probably going to have you on in like two weeks. Please. Because I'm going to start studying a little bit more. This is just kind of scratching the surface. Uh, as you could tell, Connor's living this life all the time. That's so right. Go and listen to Stick to Football. Him and Matt, you know they just, this is their life. So as you guys have been asking me all your draft questions on Instagram and Twitter, they're probably answering them on the show. Uh, for Connor Rogers, you have to say something. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited for the draft, as always. I, I feel this year was a little different. I feel like I'm now next to, like, a, a star star. Oh, shut the fuck up. Like, no, really, when I watch you on TV, I kind of laugh. I'm like, damn, like, I've done shit with Lefko. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to say this time felt a little different. I think the draft shows over the years really prepped me for the television. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I'm the L-E-F-K-O-E man. We will holla, holla, holla at you later. Peace. <laughs>